Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message comes from James chapter 5, verses 14 through 17, and it's Elijah's secret of power. First, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir singing Victory in Jesus. I want to talk to you again this morning about Elijah's secret of power. Elijah had power. Man of subject like passion as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth for a space of three years and six months. James chapter 5, verse 17. You might want to underline it. Verse 14, 15, 16, 17, you might want to underline. Let's read it. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, and him with all in the name of the Lord. 
15 in the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Verse 16, confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. The affection firm in prayer of righteous man and very much. Verse 17, Elijah was a man subject like pastures as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not. But his place was three years and six months. Elijah was a man of prayer and power. And he got that power by prayer. There are three things Satan doesn't want the Christian to do. First thing is to pray. He don't want you to pray, and I try to pray every day. Read God's Word. He don't want you to read God's Word. You need to read it every day, five minutes, if nothing else. And you need to witness to the lost. And I try to witness to somebody every day, a doctor, the bank. I was at the VA the other day and gave a black woman a track. She thanked me for it. And I looked up and seen a little sign behind her. They said Jesus. So I know she was a Christian or thought to be a real nice woman. Elijah is not a superman. Subject to like passages as we are. Faced with jealousy, envy, malice, evil speaking. He had strong points, loved the people. Had great tenderness. Bore the dead son of a widow to his own room. Had great patience and great self for God. I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. He had tremendous energy and he had courage. Face Ahab, prophets of Baal. Redicutes 850 prophets of Jezebel. But these things were not what made him great. And he prayed earnestly was the secret. Number one, he believed God, believed in his existence, believed in his word, his purpose and in God's ability willingness to guide. Elijah did what God wanted him to do, and that's why he got his power that he had. He listened to God, and he was a great powerhouse for God. Elijah was a strong man. Uh, he, uh, he, he faced Ahab face to face, the prophets of Baal, and ridiculed 850 people of jet prophets of Jezebel, he had tremendous energy and he had courage. Secondly, he kept right with God. That's the thing. If you want your life to be right, you need to stay right with God. He received the righteousness which is in Jesus as we all may live by faith. He believed Jesus about Jesus. Jesus saved him. When he had faith in his heart, like a Christian ought to have, he knew unconfessed sin would ruin prayer life. Too many apologies over sin and weakness in life. If I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear my prayer. So we need to learn to confess our sins daily. I ask God every day, Father, forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of every sin that I've ever committed. Hide behind the cross of Calvary and then fill with it up for the spirit of Elijah. That's the only way I can go. I can't go without asking God to direct me. And he'll direct me if you ask him. Because he loves you and you belong to him. 
and he's never let me down yet. I've been through some spots in my life as a minister. I've faced shotguns in my face. One got him drunk out of a car underneath the old pass in Elevator, Arkansas, years ago when I was a young preacher. And his daughter called me up and said, Mama wanted me to go up there. She said, you come get me, I'll uh, go with you. And she went with me, and girl, my mama took her. And they fought, and I went out there, and I, he had a little crack in the windshield, the door of his car. And I hollered at him and said, so-and-so, this is Brother Jackson. And he got that shotgun and put it right in my face, and I ducked. And I told him, Mr. Brother Jackson, I come up here to talk to you and get you get you home, get you in bed. Brother, can you, you know who I'm talking, you're talking to. You know who you're trying to shoot. And he woke up and realized who it was. He opened the door and he was asking me to forgive him. And I said, man, you almost shot me. You could have shot my face off. And I said, now, your daughter's over here. She's going to drive you home and your wife's going to follow you. And I'm going home, going to bed. About 10 o'clock at night when they called me. I went up there because I loved the old boy. And he asked me to forgive him what he'd done. And I, I forgave him. And I went by the next day and visited with him and prayed with him and tried to keep the family together. But he was something else, boy. But that's the way people are. Brother and sister in Christ said, uh, sometimes you can get your place in, in a mad place. We were visiting the Blackwaters one Saturday evening. And I was talking to him black woman that had a white man with her. And behind us was a drunk black man and a black woman drinking. And I was witnessing them people trying to get them saved. Directly my man, West, Brother Wes, all of them said, watch out, Brother Jackson. I turned around and looked. And that black man threw a beer can at me full of beer. Tried to hit me. And I ducked and hit the wall. And that girl apologized and was with him. She got him. I said, you better go take him in his room, put him back and lock him in there. So he don't get hurt. And she did, and she apologized to him two or three times. Them other people apologized to him. It was a rough neighborhood. We sent the bus back in there, Brother West, Sunday morning. He picked up a couple of them and brought them to church. But they didn't stick. But I want to tell you, we'd gotten in some problems before. Not just a little bit, but a whole lot. Endangered my life more than once. And I had a shotgun brought to church one time. A young boy was going to shoot me after church. I went out there to the truck, told him to put the shotgun down, unload it. You ain't going to shoot nobody. God loves you and I love you. And uh, he cried and put his head on the, uh, on the one shoulder. And I told him I love him. And, his daddy was one of the best men. He's the one who drove the bus for me Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, from Eldorado, Arkansas. You need to keep right with God and don't get crossed up with him. You need to learn how to pray and talk to him. The third thing, you, he obeyed God. You need to learn how to obey God. Get the hence, turn the eastward, and hide thyself by the brook, Jared. And arise and get thee to Zarephath, Z-A-R-E-P-A-T-H. Go show thyself unto Ahab. And he did what God told him. He obeyed God's voice. 
He obeyed rather than build up excuses. So many people get this guy. I know a lot of preachers that surrender to preachers, not preaching. Some of them tried to go to college and got out. And some of them wouldn't go and leave their job. And I can see them. They're not the happiest people in the world. When you talk to some of them, some of them was in college with me there. You couldn't even get them to get out and visit. That college I went to in Minden, Louisiana, ABA college, didn't believe in winning people to Christ on the road. And a lot of time I'd walk through town witnessing people winning them to Christ, if I could, knock on the doors, not in the church. And uh, they didn't understand it. My preacher that was teaching me, I joined his church later. He's a dead man. He was, he was a good preacher, but he had a woman side girlfriend he told me not to say that to the church and he smoked he said not to say that about cigarettes smoking people know I smoke but they didn't know he had a girlfriend or nobody else he didn't care but I thought a lot more of him I didn't think near much about him after he I found out he uh, he had a girlfriend and he was married but he shouldn't have but uh, he was a good teacher and a good preacher. He built a pretty fair church. He obeyed rather than build up excuses. No one believes in salvation by grace more than I do. But I also believe in Christian giving. Obediently. Obedience. So we need to learn how to give. We need to learn how to do what God wants us to do. Follow God. I stayed in Bible Baptist 14 years after I left. Was very happy living on two lanes in the country in Arkansas. Loved it. Wouldn't have left it for nothing in the world. And God, I went down and worked in revival down in Pierre Park, Louisiana. And then people called me on a Wednesday night. Another preacher was preaching revival. Jack Barge was dead down in heaven. And he asked me to preach on a Wednesday night. I said, I don't want to mess up your revival. He said, the people want to hear you preach, and I preach that night. They called me for their passion that night. I wouldn't take it. I told them I was going to see my sister in Texas, and I did. I said, when I get back, I'll come back next Sunday. And I said, I'll preach for y'all Sunday morning, Sunday night, and make sure y'all want me. Some of y'all might not want me. And I prayed about it, and I asked God. I said, I want you to answer two prayers for me. If you answer these two prayers, I know you want me to leave Bible Baptist. And I said, one prayer I can't live off $125 a month, a week. I need $150 at least. I'm making $300 now. We're getting by. But I, I got to have $350 a week. Oh, I need $150 a week. Lord, answer that prayer for me. And then I want 100% call. And when they called me, they, I said, everybody, both of them, everybody said, one little lady. I said, go call her up and have she with you. She wants you. I know. I said, you call her up and ask. And he called me back in a few minutes. He said, yeah, she wants you 100%. Loves you to death. Beautiful wife. She couldn't speak English hardly at all. She thought she could do speak French. But she loved us. She bought me a little fish head every Friday. Brought them to my house. Me to eat, or call me up for me to come get them for dinner. 
husband they didn't like. He smoked that house yellow. He smoked so much he wanted money. And uh, I'm the only preacher that went and talked to for years with him. Worked his garden for him. Fixed it, rebuilt his bathroom for him. Rebuilt some of the front room for him, kitchen. And then George had done, he gave me $3 an hour. He thought it was really giving me a lot of money, but it kind of wasn't. I didn't want to take it. I gave it to the church. But anyway, uh, I got him right with God before he died. And he was Catholic. He didn't want to leave the Catholic Church. But he used to come here and he preached. Uh, people was, just didn't want to get around him and smell cigarettes so bad. And then I had my throat operated on to come back here. When I left there, after nearly four years, and had my throat operated on, I had thyroid cancer. And he called me up crying. I hope I didn't give you the cancer in the throat for you being around me smoking all the time. And I used to tease him. I said, I'm you live by the river. And I said, I'm going to put you a pipe in the house right beside your chair, run it through the floor, go out there to the water. I said, what you going to do that for, Brother Jack? I said, when you smoke, you can blow it through that pipe and it go out of the water. You won't be harming nobody in the house no more. We laughed about it. He laughed about it, but he loved me, and his wife loved me. I thank God for it. They're two sweet people. The fourth thing he prayed for me, Abraham prayed with us over Sodom and Moses over Israel. Elijah prayed believingly, and he prayed definitely for rain or for the widow's son or for fire, and he got it all. That's what we need to learn how to do. Pray for every day. Don't forget to pray. We need to pray every day that God will just bless us. I was in Mexico years ago preaching. Three nights. We had a pickup truck with a movie projector in the back of it. We had a tarp over the back. We was in Mexico in the middle of one of them cities. Zacatecas, Mexico, I think it was. And uh, we were showing the film on the burning hell on the side of the wall of the street. Out in the street in the city, the little town. And we had hundreds of people that sat on the ground looking at it. And after we showed it, it, was, it started to pour down rain. And we, we was pouring down rain when we got there. We was in a four-wheel drive truck. And they said, what are we going to do, Brother Jackson? We can't show that film in the rain. I said, we're going to do like some of the people did, Elijah did, prayed. That God hold back the rain till we get through showing the film and preaching. They said, God ain't going to do that. I said, he ain't going to do it if we don't ask him. So we had about five of us, preachers. We all got out on our knees in the back of that truck. And we prayed and asked God to hold back the rain. Well, you know, it stopped raining. It just stopped raining that quick. We showed that film. I got out and wanted me to preach, and I preached. Some folks got saved. We got back to the truck. We got to going out of that. I mean, it began to flood. It rained so bad. We had big old ruts we had to go through with it. Didn't know we were going to get stuck or not. We got back to the place, and, and they, got it. they said, we couldn't believe that. 
Thank you, Jerry. God held to that. I want to show that thing for you to preach. And we got it ready. Got back in that truck. And we got it in that truck. Closed it up. They let it pour again. I said, that's God. He knows what he's doing. And I thank him for what he done. Praise him for it. And uh, I prayed like that for different things in life. God answered him. And he always does his way or another. One way or another, he'll answer. I thank God for prayer. And everybody needs to learn how to pray. And learn how to get over God. I got a preacher friend of mine said he gets in the closet and prays about an hour. I said, ain't nothing wrong with that. My closet's my room. My truck. Jenny's my truck. I get in my truck, start to town, start to go somewhere. Start praying till I get there. And it's out loud. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.